Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about circumstances surrounding and how best to manage your project around holidays, vacations, and any maybe one-time or ongoing perks that may be involved and organized by you. So I get asked a lot at the beginning of the project by my clients, so Renee, what should I do for these contractors? Should I be doing something extra or personal or special in any way? And my answer varies. So, for instance, I had, was a part of a, an entire ground, ground up construction of a woman's home. And she had obviously a large team working. And these guys were coming and going at all. She probably didn't know all of the guys. So, she started from the get go. She's a little old school that she hosted Friday afternoon lunches, or I shouldn't say host. She, paid for Friday afternoon lunches every week. And in my area of the country, what's very popular here are sub sub sandwiches or short for submarine sandwiches. So that's what she would order. And it was wonderful. And it was very unusual. You would find this on projects 10, 15 years ago, but some of these perks have gone away over the years. The issue she ran into, which was really cute, was about three months in, she said to me in a meeting once, she goes, Renee, is it me or do you feel like all of the contractors show up on Friday? And I said, no, I don't think it's you. I think they know there's a free lunch in it. So of course, they're going to schedule their work for, say, Wednesday, Thursday and finish Friday, as opposed to Monday, Tuesday and finish Wednesday. And she said, wow, okay, so I'm going to have to switch over to pizza because this is becoming much more expensive than I had anticipated. And I said, you don't have to continue it at all. And she said, well, I, I started it and I, and I need to continue it. It's just, I'm really thankful for the work they're doing. I want to give them an extra special treat to finish out the week. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. What I am saying is this was what I was a part of. And even she ran into an issue because it was starting to get expensive. So she did switch to pizza and everybody still showed up, maybe not as many, but they, they really enjoyed it. They appreciated being appreciated. And I do think this was a little above and beyond the, the necessary perks someone could offer. I also subscribe to a very old-fashioned saying my grandmother always said was start as you mean to continue. And obviously this client felt the same way. She didn't feel that she could completely stop doing the lunches because she had committed to it, but she could rein it in and do something a little less expensive. Did the guys notice or feel slighted in any way? I doubt it. They thought, okay, great. They, they may have been getting sick of the subs every Friday afternoon. 
So I do think it's important for you to give some thought to this component. I would say in the last 10 years, she's the only client I've had that has done something on a weekly basis. But that doesn't mean you can't uh, treat your team to something. So for instance, last winter, it was bitter cold. And I was going on a job site and the guys, the house was not buttoned up yet. There were no windows. So it was cold. I mean, they had plastic on the windows, but it was cold inside the house and outside the house. And we were going for an 8 a.m. meeting. And so I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and I got the team chocolate, hot chocolate, coffee and donuts. And I showed up unexpected. We've had these meetings before at the same hour, but it just felt like everybody could use a little boost. And I tell you what. For the probably 20 bucks that I spent, the goodwill and the the kindness that it created on the team as we all sat around joking about how all the guys were drinking hot chocolate and not coffee and listening to them give each other a little bit of ribbing was wonderful. And, And I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I thought, oh God, these guys must be freezing cold. It'd be nice to have just a little break, a nice treat. So those are things that you can do intermittently. And I wouldn't do it with any pattern so that like this other project, people don't start showing up simply to get the free bagels or donuts or coffee. And the other item I've seen people attend to is if it, if your project runs into a holiday. And while that's not ideal, and we've talked about this before, it, it does happen on some projects, especially if they run months on end and even over a year. So you're going to have a holiday in there. I, I would consider them, maybe not every person on the site, but if you have a general contractor, I would include him on your list of, of gifts. I'm not saying you go out and buy an expensive gift, but if you're baking some cookies, I would consider baking a tray of the cookies, boxing them up and giving them to your contractor. And you might give them a bottle of wine if you know that they drink wine, or you may give them a gift card to Starbucks or something. It's just something nominal. It's not something big. It's just acknowledging that they are there working on your team, giving their best effort on your behalf, and it's the holidays. So I I would absolutely give some thought to those. I wouldn't consider every holiday a gift-giving event. But I do think the big ones, if your project runs through a Thanksgiving, I've had clients give their contractors a ham for Thanksgiving as a gift. And, And again, who knows if they eat ham, but it's the gesture, it's the kindness, it's the acknowledgement that you are all in this together and that you're appreciative of the work. And you may be sitting there going, well, Renee, I'm paying them. And yes, of course you are. But I would also then counter with, if you do work for a living, chances are you might get a little box of chocolates or something from a team member and or a superior member. So that's what this falls into, quite frankly, because yes, of course you're paying them and that's not going to change, but it's just a a level of kindness and, and it goes a long way. It goes a long way for the contractor to feel seen and appreciated. And I will tell you this, that everybody wins in that situation. The other is vacations. So again, if you have a smaller project, this should not, let me repeat, should not be an issue because you should not be going on vacation and your contractor should not be going on a vacation if this project is going to run, say, eight weeks. But again, on these larger projects, so for instance, on this house we built, 
it took over a year? Well, of course, I would hope someone would take a vacation because we all need a break so that we come back fresh and bring our best efforts to a project. So what do you do on a vacation? So there's a couple of things. If your contractor goes on vacation, he should be making arrangements for someone to be stepping in on his behalf. Often it's someone you already know. It might be kind of his lead carpenter, or it might be someone else from his office who you've met once or twice and is familiar enough with the project that they can stand in and make any decisions and keep the engine going. If it's something smaller and you have an issue where the work may or may not continue, that's when you go in and negotiate and you say, okay, great, you're going to go on the vacation for a week. Then what else is going to be going on in the house in the meantime? So for instance, we're doing a bathroom now and this isn't happening, but if it did, a contractor could go away for a week. Sure, easily. Well, that's the week that the plumber and the electrician are going to be in there working. So it's not the end of the world if a contractor does have a prearranged vacation and you wanted to start the project because it worked better for you. You just want to make sure that this is all thought through and planned for in advance. Um, Now, obviously, there are going to be emergencies that come up periodically on projects. I've had them happen. We had a, a tragedy happen to a contractor's family member during the project, and it was a mad scramble. Now, um, we could have let it get all annoying and cause major headaches, but we didn't. We all joined in together. How can we help? Who can step up? I stepped up more. My clients stepped up more. The subs all stepped up more, and we made do. So these things can happen. I mean, certainly you can't plan for an emergency, but you can plan for small vacations and certainly over holidays. The other thing to consider about holidays, as most contractors take off time around the holidays, as do you and your family. So what do you do? So that would be a case-by-case scenario. So let's say, for instance, you're doing a construction project and Christmas is coming, and the team is taking off between Christmas and New Year's. Pretty common. So what are you going to do? Well, you need to evaluate what's going to be happening for you during that time. Now, if you're going to have family members coming and staying with you for an extended period, you will want to talk to the contractor about this in advance and explain to them the situation. Because what you've learned to live around Most other people, A, won't want to, and B, might not do it as successfully as you are. So for instance, if you guys are all using one bathroom because you are demolishing the other two, then you may want to forewarn your family, first of all, and suggest maybe they stay in a hotel. But second of all, you may want to speed up the process on, say, one of the other bathrooms and at least get it semi-working. Maybe that means the toilet and the sink are installed, but the shower's not yet finished. These are things that the contractor can help you work through so long as the contractor knows what's going on and what may be happening. The other to consider is we go through, and we've discussed in previous podcasts, how to protect your house. So again, you've probably gotten used to working around and living with the protections. Oftentimes, it's on floors and staircases but it can be elsewhere. It can be plastic hanging in certain bedrooms. You say, wait a minute, we need that bedroom in order for my parents to sleep in there. So all of this, again, has to be thought out in advance and discussed with your team because 
any protection can be taken down temporarily and then put back up. I'm going to forewarn you that a contractor isn't going to offer that because it is additional work, but it can be requested. And if you do request it, I would anticipate additional costs because chances are they cannot reuse the existing protections for a variety of reasons. One, they're covered in dust and to somehow roll them back up and roll them back out won't be successful and or they may get damaged in taking them down. So it's not going to be a huge expense. It's simply plastic and floor covering RAM board and cardboard and things like that, but it is something that needs to be considered. Additionally, if the contractor has to do it, he knows he needs to allow probably a half a day on both ends, a half a day to take it back down and a half a day to put it back up. And he will charge for that. Might not be much, but it is something you don't want to spring on them two days before the whatever the event may be. You want to talk about this in advance, getting it in the system so that they also are thinking and can get the supplies they'll need in advance to put it all back up. So the other thing to consider is how do you live through the holidays with a construction project? Say you're not inviting your extended family to come visit. Here's what I recommended to a family recently. I suggested they're going to leave all of the floor coverings down. We did remove it off of the staircase and a few minor areas, but nothing too difficult to put back in place. But they did leave it on the the main floors. And I suggested they let their children draw all over it. I said, you're going to be on vacation. Have them make it an art gallery. Make it a tic-tac-toe and hangman bonanza. Go crazy with it. Engage the kids so that they don't think that this is annoying. They still can't walk barefoot, but they can have fun with it. This particular couple has two young children. They're going to have a ball. The parents thought this was great, that the kids would think this was really exciting to be able to draw all over their floors. And trust me, there's quite a lot of square footage on both floors of their home that they can cover. I've also had clients decorate the spaces in very funny and and clever ways. Uh, One put a fake Christmas tree in the middle of a demolished bathroom simply to make it more festive when they walked by it because nobody else was going to be in there for at least a week. So these are silly little things. But I can assure you, it breaks the monotony. It usually changes the mood for the better. And it makes it a little bit more tolerable for the week to 10 days that you may be still living in a construction site, but no one is coming in. And certainly there is no progress to be watching. So then the next question I get is, well, Renee, what do I do at the end? So let's say you had a shorter project and it didn't fall over any holidays. and Let's say you did coffee and bagels once. What is appropriate at the end of a project? Well, that varies. And the answer could be nothing. Thank you. Here's the rest of your payment. I love what you did. I will highly recommend you to my friends and family and colleagues. And trust me, that is a gift in and of itself. The other option is, again, a small gesture, something personal, something you've heard them talk about. I was just on a project. The guy is a foodie. So he was given a gift card from a local butcher so that he could enjoy that with his family after the project. So it really does depend. And again, it could just simply be some sort of nibbly treat or homemade goodies that you have made. 
it's again, just a gesture. It's just a thank you for a job well done. For bigger projects, I've seen clients host parties for the entire team. To be honest, I don't see that regularly and for a variety of reasons. One, I think it's very hard to organize. These guys typically don't work for the same company, so it's very hard to organize and reach out to each team member individually. It can also be hard to remember if this project's gone on for a year or two, it can be hard to remember who all of the people were that worked on the team. But what I have seen done successfully is, for instance, a client once hosted a pizza party at the end, probably not the very end. It was probably the last week or so before she was going to move in. She had cake, she had pizza, she had sodas. She just sort of made an event of it. And it was just for lunch. They all went back to work. But it was just, again, a small reminder that they were appreciated and and an acknowledgement that they had been seen and acknowledged. So then the last question I get asked a lot from clients is, Renee, should I be tipping these people? And that doesn't always come into play with the contractor or the plumber. Often it comes into play with the delivery guys. Often plumbing will be delivered to the house or the tile or the slabs for the countertops. These will be people you see probably once, maybe twice, depending on the size of the project. They're going to be people who are simply bringing things into your home, delivering them, and leaving. The other team that this will fall into, and obviously this is after construction, are any guys delivering furniture and and or your movers. So I, I have an interesting perspective on this. And you may not agree with me, and that is fine. But my perspective and what I tell my clients is they are being paid to do what you see them doing. So for instance, if the plumbing delivery guys unload into your garage all of the plumbing fixtures you need, they're being paid to do that. They do their job, they get back in the truck, and they leave. Now, if these guys do anything above and beyond what is clearly their role, then a tip is appropriate. If they don't, I don't believe a tip is appropriate. Doesn't mean you can't give it to them, but I always reserve my tips for what I would consider a favor. So for instance, if the guys come in and put the slabs in place on your countertops, and quite frankly, it's difficult to get to simply because of the layout of your house or where they can park their truck and then have to haul it around some other place or in through the garage or up at back steps, then yes, I think a tip is appropriate. I don't think it has to be much. Again, it is just a gesture that you understand that they have gone above and beyond. And for whatever reason, there was an annoyance factor on your project. I give it to them at the end so that they don't think I'm bribing them for something. It's just simply a, hey guys, thanks for the extra effort. I appreciate your work. Goes a long way. Again, with movers, I have clients who say, well, Renee, I should should probably have some money to, to hand them when they're bringing in the table. And I say to them, well, in my opinion, if they're bringing in the table and it's a straightforward, they bring it in, they put it down, and then they leave, I don't consider a tip is necessary. Now, on the other hand, if they bring in a table and it requires assembly and they're in there for 15, 20 minutes, hefting pieces around, putting it all together, making sure it's beautiful, sure, 
A tip is lovely, not expected and not required, but lovely. Now, if the same team is also coming in with a table, but you need them to move the old table out of the way, and hey, while you're here, can you put it in the garage? Then a tip, I think, is actually required because it is not in their contract to move anything else in the home. Again, I don't think it has to be a lot. I often will give a tip and say, hey, I want to treat you to lunch today so that it's not just, hey, here's some cash. I might need you to do something else. It's I'm acknowledging that you're doing me a small favor in this instance, and I'd love to buy you lunch as a thank you. All that being said, if someone is lingering and they are looking like they need a tip, but yet they have done nothing that they aren't being paid for already, then I find a very polite way of thanking them, wishing them well, talking about the weather, something that definitely closes the door and lets them know that there is no tip coming and they typically will go away, albeit complimented and thanked. But a tip is not required in every situation. So again, to recap, all of this is really up to you. There are no rules. There are no rights and wrongs. And trust me, I've come across a lot of contractors when a client has given them some sort of perk and they're stunned. They're overwhelmed. They'll say to me, gosh, no one has ever done this for me. And quite frankly, that's a nice problem to have. That means that that guy is going to feel extra special and extra appreciated. And we all want to feel appreciated for the job and the work that we do. So again, to recap, if you have holidays and vacations, these need to be not your vacations, a contractor's vacations. These need to be planned for in advance because there are different approaches you can take in order to keep the progress moving forward as well as making it bearable for you to live with if everyone knows there will be no progress. The other is to just give some thought to some perks, whether they are required or not. They can be a kind and thoughtful gesture throughout a project that goes a long way as far as building a team rapport. And lastly, as far as tips and cash, that is really up to you. And I I will personally tell you, I don't tip as often as I say a sincere thank you. And I'm okay with that. And I've never had an issue with that. But I do tip when I feel that someone has gone out of their way for me, for the project, for the client. And I certainly tip when someone has done me a favor. And trust me, I have asked for favors. Now, I've also been turned down on favors, and that's okay too, because it truly is a favor. And be prepared for that. So in closing, I would just like you to think about these items as you're planning your project. And if you're in a project, I would take the time to look at the schedule, see how far out you're going. Are there any holidays in that process? If there are, start thinking now, start planning now, start discussing them with the contractor, the various options that are on the table, and try to be creative and bring more to the table. And also ask the contractor. I'm sure he's had these issues come up before and he may have found other ways to organize and be successful even during these breaks. So if you have any additional questions, you can always reach me 
through social media and email. We can also discuss this at length. If you want to have a one-on-one session with me, you can go on my website and find out more information there regarding the options and availabilities. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate all of the feedback I've been getting, and I look forward to the next time together. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.